Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be revisiting Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins on 4K Blu-ray. So color me surprised that I'm even doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I swallowed the word even, but... Um, my stuff isn't here from Florida yet. I've been here for five months, and I'm working on it. But there's been extenuating circumstances, but it's, it appears to finally be on its way, and I'm very happy. So I don't have my massive collection to, like I was doing to go back, read through, and, and, and watch things. I have what I brought with me and a few new things that I picked up while I've been here. And one of the things I watched when I first got here was Snake Eyes, and I rented it from Redbox and thought it was okay. Um, and then Black Friday came around, and I saw it for $9.99 on 4K, and it got really good 4K reviews. And I'm like, uh, you know, it had enough action in it. I'll, I'll give it another shot. And I remember, you know, I, my podcast review was, it wasn't bad. I know why G.I. Joe fans hate it. We'll get this out of the way that, you know, this gives us a whole backstory that you didn't want or need. It introduces some magic into the G.I. Joe stuff. Um, and I don't know whether or not that was in the cartoon. Maybe it was. Magical kind of things. But the character's not supposed to talk. So it'll be interesting to see if Henry Golding plays him much going forward because, you know, they could get pretty much anybody in the helmet. It was Ray Park in the earlier G.I. Joe movies who was, you know, Darth Maul. He's a great martial artist and stunt guy and decent actor. But enough, not enough people talked first about what Henry Golding and how great a job he did. Uh, everybody, you know, got stuck on this G.I. Joe thing. And I, I totally get it. It's part of the G.I. Joe franchise. They put the name on it. I get it. But watching it this time, I said, well, how was it as a movie? Because, again, I'm G.I. Joe was out when I was a kid, but that was... Mm. I was more into superheroes. Wasn't really much into G.I. Joe. Big, I had a big gym instead of a G.I. Joe. My friend had G.I. Joe. Um, and I never watched the cartoon. To me, I know, and this, I don't want to poop on anybody's childhood but a lot of our 80s and 90s cartoons were terrible animation i was already in anime at the time and we were doing very rudimentary animation at the time it just wasn't you know nowadays everybody gets slick animation no matter good or bad but anyway so i i wasn't invested in the universe and when they made those first two movies i thought they were fine i've rewatched them recently did podcasts on them and decided i wasn't going to upgrade them to 4k they weren't good enough that i don't know that i'd watch them again they were just they were fine i picked them up cheap at the time and that was it this one like i said i rented from redbox for a dollar i probably got it for free um and i thought it was okay i i, I didn't think it deserved the hate it got. I thought it had decent martial arts sequences. I thought it could have been trimmed. And, and again, watching it again, I would say it definitely needs to be a little trimmed. This movie just doesn't need to be epically long. It doesn't have to be two hours. Um, it did have quite a bit of story to tell. Now, revisiting it on 4K versus the Blu-ray I rented from Redbox, wow. This is a native 4K transfer and looks spectacular most of the time. There's a few scenes where it doesn't matter how you filmed it or how you, you encoded it, it would just look okay. But things like outdoors during the day, stellar, stunning, uh, sharp. The nighttime shots with all the neon, there's a ton of neon in several scenes. Rain-soaked streets, a lot of reflections, lights, bright uh, flashes, things like that. Uh, a lot of things that Dolby Vision HDR, wow. You know, it 
really looks spectacular if you have this setup. Really good-looking movie. And the Dolby Atmos surround sound on the 4K, spectacular. It's a really good mix, very dynamic. There's a lot of overhead shots, helicopters, birds, explosions, rubble, you name it. A lot of things were active in the in the overhead channels. It really a nice surround sound mix. I started listening to it at a lower volume and as it got into it, I'm like, this is really good. So I turned it up a little bit louder than I normally do in my apartment complex. But most of my neighbors weren't home last night for whatever reason. Today's a holiday here. So um, so revisiting it, why, why come back to it? Because not watching it as a G.I. Joe movie. I mean, there's a couple scenes at the end where if you're a G.I. Joe fan, you'd be like, oh, yeah, finally. You know, it, it, it brings home the G.I. Joe franchise. And I'm sure they were happy with that at the very least. Um, finding out his father was a Joe and, and the, the connective tissue there. But watching it just as somebody who likes action movies that have martial arts in them, it could have had a, a bit more martial arts sprinkled through, but there's so much towards the end. There's so many fight scenes towards the end. I, For action fans, put this on your list. You know, um, Don't think of it as a G.I. Joe movie if that helps. I didn't. I don't care about G.I. Joe, so I didn't have a dog in that fight and and – I watched the movie this time and went, you know, of all the action movies I've watched, at least I'd pull this one out and watch it again. I'm glad I picked up a copy for 10 bucks. You know, it it looks and sounds amazing. Um, interesting to note that Paramount is one of the companies that's going to stop putting Blu-rays in some of their 4Ks. Maybe this was a Black Friday edition. You know, sometimes there are those where a Black Friday edition maybe doesn't have a digital copy or doesn't have the DVD if it was a Blu-ray. This only had a 4K and a digital copy did not have a blu-ray in it at all so i couldn't compare but i did see it on blu-ray a few months earlier and i can tell you the 4k looks spectacular uh close-ups a lot of pores a lot of details hair follicles that kind of thing fuzz on clothes costumes um and like i said razor sharp detail when there was enough light uh, not too many crushed black levels when it was really really dark and there's some really dark scenes you can make everything out Really enjoyed my time with it this time. I think it's, a, it's still a little long. In the middle, it starts feeling it. But by the time you get, when it picks back up and turns into a, a near John Wick fest uh, for the last 30 to 45 minutes, um, it's pretty spectacular. So if, you, if you're still going strong by that point in the movie, ride that wave because it's, it's good action. They just could have, I think, trimmed some of the, they tried to get into so much intrigue and, and mystery, and, and that's great. And it does tell a good story. And watching it again, I was not bored by the film. But in the middle, it just was like, okay, I know what's coming, so let's get to it. Um, also, not enough people talking about Andrew Koji, who I like a lot on the Warrior TV show, which is a, a Cinemax, HBO Max show. That's a really good show, and he's really good on it. It took me a few minutes to get used to his accent. He's playing – he's a Japanese-American Brit, I think. Um, he plays Chinese on Warrior, and he's playing Japanese in this. And he's got a different accent. I, I guess he did well. Um, not really one to say. But I like him as an actor, and I think he did great in the role. And when this was over, I'm like, please make a sequel. Continue this story since both of the main characters are alive and, and could go to – battle again or whatever i good character arcs it tells a good story i i think this should not be as maligned as it was i think it could be better i think it's flawed sure i don't think it's a great movie 
But we didn't get that many action movies in the last two years that were worthy, and this one has some great action scenes. That's why Shang-Chi did so well. It does action very well. It's got the best fight scenes of any of the martial arts or any of the Marvel movies since, um, you know, Winter Soldier. It's got great fight scenes. Really good fight. I'm not just saying, you know, wow, they're spectacular because they did them on the scaffold. I mean, they're really well-filmed, well-choreographed fight scenes, like John Wick-level fight. And Marvel hadn't had that up to that time. They'd had good fight scenes, but these are really Shang-Chi. And so this, high marks for the fight scenes, high marks for the – it tells a good story. just takes a little long to do it. it. Trim it a little bit, and you've got a really great film – take the whole G.I. Joe thing out of it. You really didn't need that mythology to sell it. So I danced around it a little bit, but since we're revisiting, we can talk a little bit more about it. There is like some magic in this. They they give him a test. He he wants to join this Japanese family and and he has to do this three-level test. And one of the tests, the guy basically pulls out a magic marble and he's got to follow the magic floating marble through the through the woods to come to an area where there's a bunch of those floating in the air and then they recreate a scene from his past and then it gets pulled into a past and he's got to react differently or not and then he fails. And, and then eventually we get to some giant snakes. Yes, they keep impossibly large giant snakes that seem to be intelligent. Really, you could have stripped that stuff out of the movie. It makes us for a satisfying ending some bad guys. But other than that, they really, in the end, it's about the guys. And it, you really cared about them. And you really didn't care about the giant snakes or the, or the magic walking through the forest behind the floating marble scenes. I guess that's in the G.I. Joe universe. I can't speak to that. I just, the CG was pretty good. They still look like CG snakes. It's really good, solid in 4K, um, native 4K transfer. They look really good, but they, you know, nothing ever looks perfect. Usually it's the mouths on people when they do CG. I was noticing this on the new uh, Book of Boba Fett. When they did Luke this time, they didn't show his mouth move much, and usually from far away or an angle. It's the mouths when we animate things where it's usually, you can tell it's fake. And so maybe in Rogue One, if they hadn't had Leah actually talk on camera, it wouldn't have looked, if she, she just smiled, it wouldn't have looked as bad. So with the snakes, they're not human mouths. So when they use their mouths a lot, it's, at least they don't talk. Um, but I just don't know that the movie really needed those elements. I guess for the younger guys in the crowd, the teenagers, sure, you needed something that spectacular. But it's really... Kind of a more adult movie for it. I mean, it's a G.I. Joe movie based on toys and a cartoon, but um, it tells a more mature story. I, I picked it up on that level this time and enjoyed it on that level. With some really good martial arts scenes. PG-13 as it is. Didn't need the magic elements, but if you get a chance to watch it in 4K with HDR and Dolby Atmos, it's a pretty sweet presentation of this Okay movie. It's just, I mean, yeah. But you got really good people doing their best work. So why not check it out? Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origins. Or just call it that martial arts movie you missed in theaters and on streaming, but it's available now on disc pretty cheaply. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Have a spectacular day, and I'll catch you on the next one.